Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see you here this morning. The early birds in the house. Morning, Tim. G'day, mate. Hope you're well. Got Danny there. Danny, how are you, pal? Brendan also. Morning, Chris. Yep, got the coffees going. <clears throat> Flying out of Brisbane this morning, whoever you are. Cool. It's a lovely day, actually. Nice to be out and about. Might get out and about a bit later as we get going. But uh, let's do the quick intros, warm things up as we roll into this morning's Wealth Coffee Chat. Welcome. Thanks for joining. Jason is my name. Most of you know that already. But if you don't, if you're new, hello. Welcome to the show. The show where we spend a little bit of time trying to sort out some fact from some fiction. Today, we might talk about uh, some fiction. I think some wishful thinking. Certainly a clusterfuck of epic proportions when it comes to, uh, unfortunately, our world of construction, residential construction, and uh, what's going on. Uh, I hear a lot of rhetoric around it. We'll talk about that today. Uh, And we do this show about 10 past eight each morning. So welcome along. Good to see you. Let's have a bit of a talk. Let's have a bit of a chat about what is going on out there in the world of property investing or property in general. Now, listen, unless you've been living under a rock, unless you've been living under a rock, you know things are out of proportion when it comes to the supply chain. Right now in Australia, we are severely, severely undersupplied when it comes to residential real estate. There's a number of reasons, uh, none of which um, are surprising, let's say, but we're going to talk about it this morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, this wishful thinking, this absolute rubbish conversation that uh, we're going to build 1.2 million homes in the next five years, uh, I don't know who believes that. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's talk about that this morning. That's what I thought we'd talk about today. And on the flip side, why, folks, why uh, you as a property investor should understand what that means where it might happen uh, and what that will do to, you know, our property values and market as we're rolling along. Property values have increased in the last nine months, so have rents, um, and uh, that's going to continue as we as we get into it. So let's have a look at what is uh, what uh, what what the general feel is. Anyway, my opinion, uh, and where does my opinion come from? Twenty years of property investing, helping over ten thousand people across Australia and New Zealand buy property many, many tens of thousands of properties in their portfolios. And, uh, you know, along the way, learnt one or two things over 20 years. And certainly one of those things is the understanding of the delivery mechanism of real estate. How do how does real estate actually come to fruition? Uh, it would be probably uh, a pretty important thing that the government would need to understand. However, let's talk about who's going to win from that one today, Um, and I think that, uh, well, I don't think you'd be surprised if you've been with me for a long, yeah, exactly, Tim, which builders are going to build it. So, you know, I think this is bullshit, the conversation that we're going to build 1.2 million homes to ease the the crisis. It's not going to happen, and there's a few reasons why, Um, and uh, I'm going to point out a few and and have a bit of a conversation with you guys, and then, we, you know, let's talk about what's the flip side for us. What, what, what does it put us in, in control? Now, let's have a look at uh, number one. Actually, I'll, I'll, go to, uh, I'll go to this. Let's have a quick look at uh, this here. Um, 
conversation. Urbis, one of the one of the most respected uh, urban planners uh, in Australia, and uh, check out this. This is their opening statement in you know can we build how to build 1.2 million homes in in five years, and so you know uh, requires 240 housing starts. There we go. Look, check this out. Uh, and the country has never, country has never, folks, the country has never in our whole entire history, uh, even in the best of economic times and conditions, we have never built 240 homes ever in Australia's history as a start for the five-year run. All right, there you go. Well, oh, no, but it's okay. You know, where, where, do we, where do we pluck this number from and chuck that out there, all right? Anyway, so we've never done it, but we can do it, you know. And, uh, in, you know, in normal circumstances, I'm a pretty positive guy, right? I'm like, okay, let's pull the team together. We can do this. But uh, to be honest, it's got the government involved, so I think it'll be a clusterfuck of epic proportions. But uh, let's talk about that. So we've never built. We've never built it ever, okay? And uh, if you have a look at, folks, if you, if you have a look at a couple of things that you need to understand about why it won't happen, why, why it's not going to happen anytime soon. Houses. Let's talk about houses. It's been pretty flat for uh, 30 years. 30 years. Like, I mean, we built the same amount of houses. Look, look at the average. Look at the mean there. Like, you know, um, it's gone up like ever so slightly. And so 1970, you know, there was like, 14 million people in Australia, okay? Actually, I don't know the exact number. Maybe someone can quickly find out for me how many people were in 1970, but there was a lot less than today. You know, there's 26 million people now, and let's let's even say it was, you know, 20 million or whatever. It's probably it's way less than that, I think. Um, uh, I did this the other night. I'm pretty sure it's in the teens. But anyway, let's call it 15 million people, right? We've added 11 million more people and we're building the same amount of houses. Like what? Like uh, seriously, all right? What a junk, right? So, and, uh, you know, by and large, by and large, folks, the same thing happened. The same thing happened for, um, that's uh, 50 years. Sorry, (laughs) 50 years. All right, 12, there you go, 12, 12.9. Thanks, thanks, team. 12 million people, right? 12 million people for 50 years. I mean, come on. We were more productive 50 years ago as a ratio of the population for building houses. It's a joke. Anyway, that's not the conversation. Then, then and, and to be honest, apartments were about the same, semi-detached, townhouses, apartments. And then we had a bit of a run in here. We had a bit of a run uh, after 2010 uh, for a period of time which started to match the desires, the needs for the Australian supply chain. <clears throat> and it was in the medium density, but that's been poleaxed. How did it get poleaxed, folks, right? Uh, check this out. What happened? What did the government do in their, their absolute um, absolute genius manoeuvres, these, these absolute idiots, you know, seeking uh, votes rather than thinking about delivery systems? So here in New South Wales, if you buy a property for eight hundred thousand today, and back in the day, yeah, two things: APRA and the um, the foreign investment fee. Right. So, uh, 
some genius decided that they they didn't want um they didn't want investment in Australia to produce real estate. Uh, they wanted to chase away uh, investors, um, and uh, they they did a good job of it because they they just left the country in droves. I mean, and, and this, this is my next conversation. Who's going to buy these damn houses in a minute? All right, so let's have a look. If we even build them, if we could build them, no, there's no one to buy them, and we'll talk about that in a second. You know, um, especially at the prices that they're going to be at. But anyway, let's look at this. Check this out. Uh, Eight hundred grand. You know, buy an investment. I'm not a first home buyer. It's an established home uh, or a new one. Let's just do new. Um, you know, no different. Um, but I'm not a foreign purchaser. Look at that. Thirty-one thousand dollars of costs and fees. Absolute highway robbery. You know, stamp duty was meant to get rid of because they had GST. But anyway, don't start me on that one. Uh, but let's do this. Let's say I was a foreign purchaser uh, and I was qualified and also all sorts of stuff. You know, check out. Check this out. Check that out. $64,000. What a joke, right? Anyway, if your aim is to get more properties built, you've got to have people to buy them, folks. Um, now, I'm not talking about, um, uh, yeah, it's a joke. Anyway, there you go. So it's not going to happen. Uh, medium density. So why isn't it going to happen? Well, approvals uh, of all of those properties since, like, Chris, you know, you and I, you and I sort of talk about that. You know, since the the APRA malarkey, right down, right down. Now, what is these little what what are those little bips there, folks? Down, down. Like in all in all places since two thousand and eighteen, or even a little earlier, depending on where you were, the number of approvals. Uh, went down and is still going down. And l- approvals are a leading measure, a measurement to the future, okay? Uh, and you'll be interested in a minute. You know, usually we would say the time frame to deliver something. What were those little blips on the radar there, folks, when it came to, um, you know, these things? Well, that was when the government gave away free money. Uh, yep, <coughs> government incentives. So, you know, those government incentives, you see it goes up, goes down, you know, and by and large, you know, the trend is down. Now, a huge amount of those houses haven't even been delivered. You know, they were contracted in 2021. It's now almost the end of 23, and they still haven't been built, folks. Why? Why? Well, again, you know, government's giving away DOSH um, uh, have caused problems when it comes to the supply chain. Now, one of the big ones is uh, it's taking longer to build. You know, during COVID, obviously, had an issue, but now apartments, you know, have gone up significantly, probably one third longer to build an apartment. Townhouses up a bit, houses up a bit as well. So the time it takes to deliver this. Now, you know, we've never built them, folks. We've never built 240,000. You know, whatever genius said we could or is chucking that number out there should be, you know, have a bit of a, like a look in the mirror and give himself a slap. And then probably look backwards and go, oh, well, when we were good, we were delivering for these, this price uh, uh, and this time frame, right? It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. So it's going to take longer. There's less of them, right? And then my question to you is like, who the, who the hell is going to buy them, folks, right? 
the uh, and and the cost is higher. It's going to take longer. We've never done it before. Uh, it's going to take longer. It's going to cost more. Uh, so it's going to cost more. The average price is going to be way more. We've got a, a lot of people, a population, which is good. That's great for you and me, established properties. Um, yeah, and council controls and issues. They're not helping by any stretch of the imagination, folks. So the established properties, people can, you know, buying. To, there's more competition for established properties now, which is great if you've got one or you've got one under control. Um, uh, there's there's huge amounts of competition for rent, which is which is great news for us as landlords and and people who rely on our income to you know uh, cover those things. But then you know who's going to damn well buy them, folks? Right. So a person who could borrow, um, who could buy the average an average property, an average new property, anywhere in a capital city on the east coast, call it seven fifty, maybe a smidgen less if it's an apartment, maybe. Yeah, let call it a hundred grand less if it's apartment. Uh, call a hundred grand more if it's a house. Okay, for like, and then you know, in in Sydney you wouldn't get a house for seven fifty. Not not a chance. You'd have to go a hundred kilometers away. So let's have a look at that, right? So, um, their borrowing power, max purchase price, right? And that, that's including a deposit, right? That's saying, okay, they're putting in an X deposit or whatever it is, right? Um, you know, their, their borrowing power, 558, their max purchase price over here, 937, um, has gone down. You know, the maximum purchase price down $240,000, borrowing power down uh, $200,000, average person. Who's going to damn well buy them, folks? You know, they, they might produce them. Uh, they're certainly not going to produce them for uh, you and me and uh, the general public to buy. And this is the thing. This is the thing that uh, we, we need to understand and keep an eye on, right? Because who's who's producing them, folks? Uh, Toyota, Toyota, like the, the, big, the big companies, the big entities are, you know, producing them. And, uh, you know, the, the other part of this, the other thing of this is, check this out, very sad, very sad, this, um, this thing here. So as of late 2023, the ASIC data shows that 2023, that's just a, you know, that's the number, not the date, 2023 construction companies have gone into liquidations since mid-2021. 2,000, folks. Imagine the the people employed um you know um imagine those industries gone into liquidation now that that's not even defining the ones that are struggling and it's, it's at all levels um and how are we going to deliver this how are we going to deliver it folks it's an absolute cluster absolute cluster you know the ability for you and i to borrow has reduced 40 odd percent um the average property prices, uh, average property price has gone up, and uh, you know between twenty, uh, you know, uh, fifteen and twenty percent to construct. Uh, so you know, the gap is is big. So so if we were if we did build them, who would buy them? You know, if we did build them, who could buy them? Uh, that's why I think the interest rates are going to go down, folks. I think they are going to go down. Uh, 
you know, the quality of properties will probably be sacrificed and reduced. If you go to other places in the world, you know, uh, starting investments, you know, one, you know, one bedroom and stuff like that, and or smaller, smaller houses, smaller dwellings, uh, further away from infrastructure, you know, that that's on the radar um, as we go. But here's the government's great idea: let's give tax breaks, let's give incentives to you know big companies um, to provide you know real estate to the market that we're that useless that we can't. We actually had a good system, folks, a system that that allowed you and I to benefit and uh, provide uh, stock to the to the marketplace. There was a few tune ups. I liked the idea of, I actually supported the idea of um, secondhand real estate um, being less attractive to investors, uh, so uh, owner occupiers could purchase it. Investors can help provide the supply chain. Anyway. I've got a few ideas, but uh, there you go. So, who's winning? Not you, not me. By default, well, let's let's say let's let's be accurate. You and I will win because we're smart investors, um, and the things like independent, standalone, owner-occupy homes and and units and townhouses that are really nice that people would want to own that they're gonna they're going to. Um, be in demand, folks. They're going to be in demand. So that's going to push our values up, our property values up. Uh, and, um, you know, I think smart investors are going to have uh, some upside. Who's going to lose is probably the question. And unfortunately, owner-occupiers will lose. Um, and uh, the government, long-term, will end up, it'll cost them, you know, it'll cost them a lot of money. Anyway. But ultimately, it doesn't cost them, does it? It costs you and me, which is the cost is passed on to uh, to us as taxpayers. Anyway, can they build the 1.2 million homes? Not a chance on the planet. Not going to happen for for truckloads of reasons. Number one, ah, uh, well, who's going to build them? Like Tim said, who's left to build all these extra houses? Well, I'd be I'd be surprised, right? Um, yep. Trades are moving to other places, you know, um, because they don't trust the, the supply chain. Now, if we said 10 years, well, maybe 10 years is, is doable. Five years, not a chance on the planet. And it's going to take us three to five years to get our momentum back, folks. It's not going to happen. Anyway, what's the takeaway from today? The takeaway is this, ladies and gents, that if you are in position in your portfolio, the next five to ten years, uh, good quality property in a good location is going to get a good lift. Uh, you know, the newer stuff has to be built at twenty to thirty percent more expensive, and the quality, the quality of that property, the sizes, the quality, the locations are going to be less than the things that you could buy now or maybe in the past a little bit. Anyway, well, uh, a ratio depending on where you are and what you're up to. There's some cities, there's some great cities actually that have got some good buying left that, you know, a few, one of them's Melbourne, just so you know, folks. Anyway, I'll save that for another day. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. That's it for today. Good to see you, folks. Thanks for joining me. Come along tomorrow for another one if you're up for it. Let's do that. As always, leave me a little comment in the chat. 
if uh, if you want me to cover something or there's something interesting out there that I've missed, let me know. Happy to uh, pontificate, opinionate on that when it comes to the world of property investing. All right, folks, that's it from me. You guys take care. Great to see you. Remember, there's a couple sayings around here. Buy well, don't sell. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Takes time to build your property portfolio. Hang in there. All right, that's it from me, folks. Take care. Bye for now.